Good afternoon and welcome to the February 8th, 2023 Treasure Island Development Authority Board meeting. Due to the COVID-19 health emergency, board members are participating in this meeting remotely via video conference, and they are participating in the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. For members of the public who wish to make public comment, the phone number to use is 415-655-0001. The access code is 2491-260-8855, then press pound and press pound again. When your item of interest is called, dial star three to be added to the queue to speak. You may address the board once per agenda item for up to two minutes. Item number one, call to order. Director here. Sen. Uh, here. Director Dunlop. Here. Director Richardson. I'm here. Director Breston. Here. And Director Howard. Here. We do have a quorum. Thank you. And before we begin, I would just like to say how pleased we are to have Jeanette Howard join the Kaida board. Um, Jeanette has worked for the Nature Conservancy for 15 years. She's the director of science for the Conservancy's California chapter, and her knowledge of the methods to bolster climate change and resiliency, biodiversity and ecosystems and the best practices and stewardship for our land and water will add a wonderful dimension to our work at Treasure Island. She holds a PhD in physical geography from UC Berkeley. And before that, she was a research scientist for the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation, restoring fauna and flora to tribal waters. Uh, we really welcome you, Jeanette, and your passion for science and conservancy. And we are glad you are joining us in our work to transform Treasure Island and to ensure that it is developed with sustainable practices. Welcome, Jeanette. Um, you're welcome to say a few words if you'd like, um, optional, but if you'd like to say some words, this is time to do it. Sure, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm really excited to join the board and really excited to serve the city and work with you all on ensuring that this um, Treasure Island development is just as amazing as it can be. So I'm really looking forward to, to working with you all. So thank you so much for this great honor. And um, board. And before we um, go on with the rest of the agenda, I also want to note that Charles Sullivan is with us today. And Charles will be retiring from the city attorney's office as we were noting, you know, very young looking retirement, uh, retiree. Um, but Charles has been with the city attorney's office for more than 26 years. And was the city attorney since 2009-10 as we adopted the Treasure Island Master Plan. So he precedes some of us on, on this board, many of us on this board. And I wanted to say, Charles, how much you will be missed. You know, you carry with you the institutional knowledge of the documents which underline the master plan and our relationship with our partner, TICB. You know all that history and, um, and you know all about the negotiations that went on for the master plan and for those uh, legal agreements. And I've always been comforted by your legal guidance. And so I want you to know that you will be so missed. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. And, and I do leave partly sad to be leaving this project, which I just think is so wonderful. I mean, it's just amazing to see what's happening out there. And I, I'm grateful to this board and particularly the Tita staff who have been a pleasure to work with. I, I often like to tell people that, you know, even after this project was approved, we had a lot of obstacles and hurdles. And I have no doubt that we would not be where we are today without Bob back in particular. He has just been an amazing, amazing client and resource for the city. And, you know, uh, kudos to you all. So thank you. No, no, thank you, Charles. Okay, we will go on to the next item on the agenda, Kate. Item number two, general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to address the Treasure Island Development Authority Board on matters that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Authority Board and that do not appear on today's agenda. In addition to general public comment, public comment will be held during each item on the agenda. Looks like we do have two callers on the line. Okay, let's go ahead with the general public comment. You may begin your comments. Hi, um, my name is Connie Channon. Um, I own a 36 foot sailboat currently moored at the Treasure Island Marina. And I've been a tenant there for over 10 years. Um, first, I wanna give a shout out to the Marina staff. They're doing an amazing job, Anthony Cirillo and Todd, under difficult circumstances, trying to keep the docks together. Um, the docks are old and falling apart. And the, there is a rumor that construction will begin in June on the new marina. And I'm phoning in to find out if that's true. But in the interim, more and more docks are getting condemned. The staff needs more support from the leaseholder, Treasure Island Enterprises, to stabilize the damage done by the winter storms to the marina. It's not fair that long-term responsible tenants risk damage to their boats through no fault of their own. As the docks are condemned, owners have to go elsewhere. We were promised that the tenants would be grandfathered in once the new marina is built. Could you provide information regarding the timeline for construction of the new marina and contact information for Treasure Island Enterprises? And I appreciate it and thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you, Con, uh, Connie, for that comment. And I re refer you to Bob Beck, our executive director, who can give you that information. He and his staff can give you that information. But um, I want to assure you that the marina is an important part of our overall master plan. And um, we hope that the construction will begin soon. Bob, did you want to make any, any comments now? No, but uh, again, if she contacts either myself or the, the general Tida phone number and email, um, uh, we we can uh, give her contact information for Treasure Island Enterprises. Thank you so much for that comment. Next, please. You may begin your comments. Oh, good afternoon, commissioners. My name is Richard Rothman, and I'm calling about the Rubius murals and what's happening to them. I email your staff and nobody answers my emails. What's going on with your department? How do I find out? You know, they're doing all this development there, but I haven't seen, are they planning to uh, take the murals out of storage and put them in these buildings here? 
And why is staff not answering my email? What's going on there? And they should be taken out of storage and displayed. It's been long enough, and these murals deserve to be put on, on display so people can see them. And maybe you should have a meeting, put it on your agenda of what's happening to the murals. How is the public supposed to find out what's happening when staff doesn't answer the emails? So please tell me how, who I should contact to get answers to my emails. Thank you. Um, thank you for that comment. And I can assure you that the Covarubias bureaus are certainly um, treasures and we are uh, taking um, uh, good care of them. It's finding the right time to be able to, um, to to display those murals. And I believe we have some on loan as well um, to a museum in Mexico City. So, but um, could we have you, you send, I'm sorry if your emails have not been answered, they should have been, um, but could you um, address your concerns again to Bob Beck and his staff? And there are no more public comments. Thank you. Um, so we will then uh, go to the next item, please. Item number three, resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California government code section 54953E. Okay, so I so, need a re resolution, please. So moved. Second. Okay. It's been moved and seconded. Take the roll call on this matter. Director Sen. Aye. Director Dunlop. Aye. Director Richardson? Aye. Director Breston? Aye. Director Howard? Aye. There are five ayes. Okay, thank you. Next item, please. Item number four, report by Treasure Island Director. Okay. Bob, go ahead. Thank you, uh, uh, Chair Sen, members of the board. Um, I also want to uh, Welcome uh, Director Howard to the to the TIDA board and note that uh, next month we anticipate uh, having an additional director, uh, Nabiha Azim, uh, join the TIDA board. Her appointment was approved by the Board of Supervisors um, and uh, is pending swearing in by the mayor's office for her to join. Um, also would like to echo uh, comments uh, regarding uh, Charles Sullivan and how much he will be missed. Um, he was uh, general counsel from the city attorney's office to TIDA when, when I joined TIDA uh, several years ago now. And um, he's kind of been, uh, uh, you know, counsel and advisor and, and uh, uh, a great support and cheerleader for the project. And, um, he, he will be uh, sorely missed. Um, <clears throat> also regarding the TIDA board, um, in-person meetings of boards and commissions, including our Citizens Advisory Board, are uh, to resume uh, in-person after March 1st uh, of this year. So we anticipate that our March meeting of the TIDA board will be held at City Hall. Um, and we'll be working, uh, uh, Kate will be working to provide board members with more information 
uh, as, as the date approaches. Um, with that, uh, I'd like to um, invite Nella to give an update on One Treasure Island activities, as well as uh, some of the issues from the uh, YMCA before I continue my report. Nella? Great, thank you, Bob. Good afternoon, uh, directors. Uh, Nella Gonzalez, Deputy Director from One Treasure Island. Um, as Bob stated, I'm going to briefly uh, share One Treasure Island updates as well as the YMCA. Um, in your packet last month, uh, I provided updates for December and January, so we just repeated those uh, updates if they look familiar for January. But there are four things that I'd like to bring to your attention. Uh, one is that we have officially rolled out our mass texting uh, platform uh, called Island News, and I will put the information in the chat. We would love it if you all would subscribe to Island News, which means that you will get a text uh, once a week with updates regarding events, uh, the development, uh, any major traffic changes, um, et cetera, on Treasure Island. And so I will put that link in the chat when I'm done. Um, and then I also mailed out, um, I think, the um, flyer to Kate, and so she should be forwarding that to you if she hasn't already. Um, and then we are also assisting with distributing a Trans Bay, uh, Trans Bay Ferry Survey, um, and I'll also put that link in the chat. This is for the future ferry that's coming, and it's a survey that's out now, and um, we would love it uh, if everyone that either comes or works or has an association with Treasure Island to fill this out. And it covers more than, of course, Treasure Island, uh, because since it's a Trans Bay. And then also, uh, One Treasure Island is working on an aspirational statement, and there is a survey out now. Um, I will also put the link in the chat for the survey. We encourage you all to take the survey. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinion on the draft statement. There's a vision statement, a mission statement, and core values, and we'd love to hear your opinion on that. So I will put the link in the chat for that. And last but not least, I would like to invite you all to the Treasure Island Community Meeting, which will be next Wednesday, the 15th, from 6 p.m., uh, starting at 6 p.m., and I will put the link in the chat for that as well. Uh, so those are my uh, reports for One Treasure Island. Um, I'm going to switch gears now and move on to the YMCA. So... Um, Director Shiante Lewis, um, unfortunately, was injured and will be out of the office until March 1st. Um, her assistants, Trey and Carlos, are still um, at the Y and will be operating the Y uh, per usual. And uh, folks who need anything can reach out to them. Um, the Y is partnering with One Treasure I uh, with the Parent Council and One Treasure Island to for Black History Month to bring a movie night to the Y. We're very excited about that, um, and there's a flyer circulating for that as well. Um, the Y is also partnering with One Treasure Island to roll out a six-week health and wellness workshop series. The first workshop begins next Thursday, and it's on acupuncture, and all island residents and workers are invited to come, and it's free of charge. Um, the Y started swim lessons uh, last Saturday, and they're excited to have 20 kids that are signed up to learn how to swim, um, and they will continue to do that. They will be launching their summer camp enrollment 
on uh, February 15th, and it's a 10-week program. And for families who can commit to and get their child to the camp, eight out of the 10 weeks, they will receive a $500 gift card at the end of camp as an incentive. Um, they did, they're very excited, and I went over there and saw them. They did some renovations on the gym. It looks great in there. Got some new equipment, uh, got some better lighting there, and Shante's very happy to report that since they did those renovations, they have had 30 new members sign up uh, to the Y, so they're excited about that. And they are now averaging 50 to 60 people accessing the Y a day, which is uh, a, uh, they've doubled it post-pandemic. Uh, for their what they were seeing the traffic in the Y, so they're very excited about that. Uh, they will be signing up soon uh, for spring break camp, um, and more information will be rolled out around that soon. And then the Y is hiring uh, for on their youth development side and on their health and wellness side, and uh, starting at twenty two dollars an hour, and they have both full and part time positions available. And last but not least, just to reiterate, currently their uh, hours of operations are 10.30 to 6.30 Monday through Friday and 9 to 3 p.m. on Saturday. And that concludes my report. Thank you. Um, Bob, you're on mute. Thank you, Nella. Um, this has been a, a very uh, eventful month for the um, for the island, with us hitting a lot of milestones. On January thirtieth, um, the um, Maceo May Apartments received its temporary certificate of occupancy, uh, and the move-ins are are scheduled to begin later this month, uh, beginning with current sorts to plowshares residents of the island. The um, uh, also la uh, last Friday, Public Works uh, issued a notice of completion uh, for certain roadways on Yerba Buena Island and Treasure Island, including a new Seven Seas Avenue, Trade Winds Avenue, and Clipper Cove Avenue on Treasure Island. And those roadways were open to traffic this past Monday. Uh, and this coming Monday, the 13th, uh, the Avenue of Palms detour roadway along the western shoreline will close uh, permanently for so that the developer can begin work on the uh, city side parks. Um, the also um, the County, San Francisco County Transportation Authority is nearing completion of the Southgate Roadway Project, uh, which should be open next month, providing a new eastbound exit from the Bay Bridge to the island um, and allowing the West Side Bridges Project, uh, the next phase in the ramps program to begin construction uh, or to award contract in April and begin construction in May. Um, pre-development funding uh, for our next 100% affordable site, parcel E 1.2, was approved at loan committee uh, with the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development on January 20th. And this site is intended to be developed um, for Health Right 360 and Department of Public Health 
um, uh, treatment programs as well as for senior housing. Also this past month uh, on January 26th, the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission issued a notice to proceed to their successful design build uh, contracting team to begin work on the new wastewater treatment plant on Treasure Island. Um, we also spent quite a bit of time uh, this past month um, working on cleanup measures following the, 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 the storms that began on New Year's Eve and ran through the first week of January, including uh, public utilities crews, uh, were on island cleaning catch basins and uh, public works crews uh, have been busy filling potholes on the island, uh, placing more than five tons of uh, asphalt uh, in, in potholes across the island. That work is continuing today and, and will continue until we've, we've caught up with uh, the backlog there. The public library uh, is installing a new self-service uh, book live book kiosk at the Island Cove Market. There will be a ribbon cutting ceremony for that new um, kiosk on Saturday the 18th. Um, similar to a, a red box DVD machine, uh, it will be pre-stocked pre with uh, RFID tagged library books that users can check out uh, and return using their, their San Francisco Public Library card. And this is a pilot of a program that uh, the, the library hopes to roll out uh, citywide. Um, the uh, Treasure Island Museum will also be hosting uh, an event at Building One uh, on the 18th. Um, it, will, it will include uh, swing dancing um, and uh, additional commemorations of the Golden Gate International Exposition. Um, we also have completed interviews uh, for environmental program oversight services and transitional housing advisory services, and we anticipate bringing uh, contracts for those services to the TIDA board next month. And that concludes my report. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I will be, uh, open it up to the commissions for any comments or questions. And then we'll have public um, comments as well. So, commissioners, uh, I, I have a question, um, uh, uh, Bob, and that is I'm glad to see that the SFPUC has um, given the notice to proceed for the um, construction of the new wastewater treatment plant. Um, who was the team that was selected by the PUC? And I, I don't recall that we had. Um, a, a um, informational item on this recently. Yeah, um, we haven't had an update recently. Um, are the I believe the design side of the design build team is is Corolla Engineering, um, but I'm 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 not certain um, who the general contractor side of the team is. Um, if I, I think this is an item that um, we would like to have more information on, so um, can you um, have it either in front of the Infrastructure Transportation Committee um, to just report on this item? Um, I'd like to know um, what is happening with the landscaping and the art component of that project. 
Um, uh, I don't think, I, I think that we had commented on it um, some time back, but if this item can come come forward so that we can um, understand what it is in the whole process and what they're planning to do, that would be helpful. Yeah, I can ask them to, to uh, present on it again. Okay, thank you. All right, so um, let's see, Mark, uh, and, and I'm not able to see everybody's hands, so um, you might use your, there's, I think, oh, on this system, there's no way to raise your hand <laughs> electronically. So just, um, uh, Mark, did you have a comment? Yes, I did. Uh, first, uh, a question uh, on the um, sort of the Baywalk area, there's lots of potholes or sinkholes, and I'm assuming that your comment on potholes includes that area? Uh, Bob, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that they include that in, in their sweep. And one good point is a lot of those holes, they're, they're rather large, but they're not marked. And I'm just worried at night, somebody could easily trip and injure themselves. And I would not like to see that. And I also wanted to point out at the event uh, next week, next Thursday, that our new supervisor will be there too. So. That's all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, seeing no other <coughs> questions or comments from the board, are there public comments? There is no public yes. comment. I'm sorry. Who is it that would like to, to speak? There is no public comment. Okay, thank you. Um, next item, please. Item number five, communications from and received by TIDA. Okay. Were there any comments or questions about communications? Okay, seeing none, um, are there any public comments? Oh, oh on communication, maybe I could just... Yes, be... go ahead, Linda. Yesterday, I know that the mayor sent out a directive to all the department um, heads regarding their San Francisco, you know, RENA housing elements is very comprehensive and the tighter receive any, uh, it has implications for a lot of things that we're doing. I, I know that I got that from, you know, you know, from the city and um, I just want to, because there are certain specific deadlines also, and again, it's from the mayor of San Francisco to all the department heads, and I know that Tyler is in there. So, Mr. Beck, um, about that directions at some point, I would like to talk about that because it's regarding housing, and we are one of the agencies in the entire city that is actually building and can help San Francisco <clears throat> to meet the, you know, the, the, the housing, you know, production. And there are certain things uh, in the mayor directives that I'd like to talk about. So, Mr. Beck. Yeah, we are working with the mayor's staff uh, on implementation of, of some of the measures that were included in that directive, we do coordinate um, through the housing uh, 
director uh, and, and the public works task force with the various agencies, but um, we're hopeful that uh, some of the measures and recommendations that were put forward in, in uh, the mayor's directive will help us in, um, in, in proving the, the timing of, of some of our um, uh, deliverables and, and other work with, with uh, the various city agencies. Yes, and I would, uh, again, that's why it's, it's a big deal. Um, some of the mandates we've actually met or exceeded. However, there are some items that we've talked about on this commission, Commissioner Shen, myself, and that now is, have become very important for us to deal with. So I would like to have this because um, it, it's a big deal. To, for that directive to be shared and for to, to have it on the, I would like to have it on the ITC. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, are there any public comments on this item, agenda item? There is no public comment. Next item, please. Item number six, ongoing business by board of directors. Okay, Rebecca, do you have any ongoing businesses that you would like to um, point out? Okay. Is there any public comment on this? There is no public comment. Okay. Next item, please. Item number seven, consent agenda. 7A, approving the minutes of the January 11th, 2023 meeting. 7B, resolution retroactively approving and authorizing the execution of a sixth amendment to the memorandum of agreement between TIDA and SFCTA to compensate the authority for costs relating to YBI Vista Point at quarters nine and Pier E2 operations, maintenance, traffic control, security, and shuttle services through December 31st, 2023. 7C, resolution approving and authorizing the execution of memorandum of agreement between TIDA and TIMA for $2 million from, from the California Department of Housing and Community Development under the higher impact transformative allocation of the regional early action planning grants of 2021 for pre-development activities for Treasure Island parcel E1.2, 7D, resolution authorizing the Treasure Island director to enter into a license with the United States Coast Guard for public access enabling the opening of new Southgate Road interchange improvements on Yerba Buena Island. 7E, resolution approving and authorizing the execution of a memorandum of agreement between TIDA and SFCTA Construction Services for the Yerba Buena Island Westside Bridges Seismic Retrofit Project. 7F, resolution authorizing the Treasure Island Director to enter into a license with YBI Phase 3 Investors LLC for the use of a portion of Private Forest Road for the temporary detour traffic circulation during the construction of the Westside Bridges project. Okay, so the consent agenda is before the board. Are there any items on this consent agenda that any of the board members would like to discuss separately? So hearing none, um, we will take public comment and then we will vote on the consent agenda. And there's no public comment. Okay, so do I have a uh, motion? Move. I'm second. Okay, it's okay. been moved and second. So Kate, you can take a roll call. Director Sen? Aye. Director Dunlop? Aye. Director Richardson? Aye. Director Breston? Aye. Director Howard? Aye. There are five ayes. Okay, so the ayes have it. Thank you very much. We'll go to the next item. 
Item number eight, resolution approving the election of officers at the Treasure Island Development Authority and the appointment of officers to the Infrastructure and Transportation Committee and the Sustainability Committee as nominated by the Ad Hoc Nomination Committee to serve a 12 month term of office commencing January 1st, 2023 and ending December 31st, 2023. So Mike, would you like to report on the resolution of the nomination, the recommendation of the nominations uh, committee for the officers and then we'll do the committee next, yeah. Sure. Um, the, the committee, ad hoc committee, recommended for our president um, to ask her, beg her to continue another year. I, I think um, everyone's in agreement. The day has just been so wonderful and in just often difficult times. So a recommendation for president vice would be awesome Linda um, Richardson, who's would repeat uh, that position again and has also stepped in ever needed. And so we really recommended her. And the third would be for secretary would be my humble self. Um, so that is what our ad hoc committee voted on and we're presenting it now to the full membership. I second the motion. Okay. Um, let's see, do we need to hear public comment first on this item before we take a vote? We will, um, we can uh, announce all the committees and all the members and then take public comment. So then we'll, we'll take um, the recommendation for the committee as well. Okay. So, so the, um, uh, let's see, the recommendation for the infrastructure and transportation committee would be uh, Linda, Linda and um, Faye, and I lost my notes. Lashandra. Uh, ah, because Lashandra. Yeah. And I think me as an alternate. That's right. And Linda will be chair. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And then the um, sustainability would be also uh, Faye, a uh, new Jeanette Howard, welcome and good luck. And I'm at committee. Did I? Yes, and the alternate um, being uh, Linda as well. Right. Okay. Because yeah, I, I don't know where my notes went, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job, Mark. Um, okay. So then we will um, we will hear a public comment and then we'll take a vote. There is no public comment. Okay, hearing no public comment, we we've had we do we have an, we've had a motion and a second to accept the recommendations of the nominations committee. Have we? Yes, I second the, the motion. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now we will take the vote. Director Sen. Aye. Director Dunlop? Aye. Director Richardson? Aye. Director Breston? Aye. Director Howard? Aye. We have five ayes. Okay, the ayes have it. Next item, please. Item number nine, parks maintenance budget planning. Okay, thank you. Mm. 
Thank you, directors. Um, before we uh, bring the the fiscal year 23-24 budget uh, uh, under the next item for, for the board's consideration, there were some questions at our meeting last month uh, regarding um, the work that went into preparing the estimate for the parks maintenance budget for next year. So wanted to present on that separately before before bringing the full budget for uh, consideration. Um, and so Jamie uh, Karubin, uh, our finance manager, will walk through the, the presentation. Okay. Great, can everyone see my screen? Yes. Wonderful, okay. so uh, thank you, Director Beck. Um, I will be presenting on item number nine as it relates to the parks maintenance budget planning process um, as uh, in the broader context of the overall TIDA board, uh, TIDA budget proposal, which is um, item number 10. Uh, and this was in follow-up uh, to some of the questions and comments of our um, um, uh, the TIDA board last month as it relates to the overall parks and open space um, budget. Uh, so for some background as to, um, and to, sorry, to, to recap what some of those questions were, uh, but it was related to um, what were some of the assumptions uh, around what was in, included in our parks and open space um, maintenance budget um, and what, uh, where the, the figures were derived from. Um, and our response was that it was tied to a Treasure Island and YBI parks operations and maintenance manual. And so uh, we're gonna provide some background as to, into that process, um, as well as some information um, that was gathered as part of um, developing this draft manual. So uh, by way of background in 2019, uh, TIDA and TICD engaged uh, with MJM Management Group as well as CMG Landscape and Architects to draft uh, an overall manual to speak to the, the Treasure Island YBI Parks Operations and Maintenance. Um, and this was really an effort um, as a look ahead of the various parks and open spaces that were coming online over the coming years um, and really making a concerted effort to evaluate what is the appropriate standard of um, maintenance um, and forthcoming operations to manage this park system. Um, and furthermore, how do you anticipate from a budget capacity standpoint, um, uh, you know, prepare for those parks coming online? Um, and as part of that effort in February, 2020, TIDA staff presented a parks and open space budget review presentation. Um, tied to some of these initial um, initial information gathering. Um, and then in March uh, 2021, um, the TIDA staff also presented at the ITC on the overall parks O&M standards and parks code. Um, again, uh, related to the overall planning of uh, future parks and open space. Uh, throughout 2021 and 2022, with this draft manual in hand, um, staff had many discussions with the San Francisco Recreation and Parks Department, really around the appropriate staffing levels and performance metrics that the department, um, the Rec and Park Department, you know, exercises their as their day-to-day um, -day operations um, of their park system. Uh, Public Works also had the opportunity to review uh, the draft manual and comment um, throughout this period. 
Um, and then in anticipation of the fiscal year 2024 budget planning, um, in late 2022, TIDA and TICD reconvened to review uh, the revised parks and open space timelines for completion to really narrow in on uh, the scope of parks and open spaces that would really impact the 2023 um, to 2025 timeframe. Um, and then in 20, um, uh, this month, uh, we're presenting a proposed budget um, that includes uh, uh, budget allocation for parks and um, operations and maintenance. Um, this is based off of the February 2020 work um, and maintenance manual that was put together um, in collaboration with TACD, MGM, and CMG. Uh, some of the ongoing effort that will continue throughout the spring is to refine uh, the, the budget projections uh, that we've uh, derived from this draft manual uh, exercise, uh, review the scope uh, and pricing, um, and really refine it based off of the park-specific needs, uh, the first being the dog park, uh, that is the, the first park to come online. Um, and to the extent that you know, we need to um, prepare for any additional contractual um, obligations as a result of overseeing the O&M on the parks, we will continue to do that. Uh, in terms of the, uh, the overall goals of the operations and maintenance uh, manual, it was really to provide a comprehensive document that defined what a system-wide park um, required in terms of uh, maintenance uh, and to provide a guideline for you know, the basis of a, a future park systems um, operations. Uh, and this was really the a, a, a framework around the manual was defined off of a level of service approach. Um, given that there's such a wide variety of parks and open spaces that are in the future um, Treasure Island and YBI parks and open space system, um, it was really uh, tied to look at each park-specific location, the intended programming, uh, and the scale of need uh, for each particular park. Um, in terms of uh, defining those levels of service, um, it was across uh, three main specific uh, functional areas, engineering, landscape maintenance, and janitorial services, with also an emphasis in overall management and staffing of what a future park system would need. Uh, this overall effort helped define a comprehensive O&M budget with detailed estimates for the stage one parks and projections for the parks in the future phases. And this really is the, 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 um, the baseline assumptions that we are using in our fiscal year 24 proposed budget. Of course, this manual, as we described as a draft, is a living document and it's going to be organized to accommodate future park phases as well as be iterative um, as those levels of service may change depending on what we observe once the parks are open. And uh, we would structure the document so that it's used for service procurement and requests and proposals. Uh, this is just a snapshot of the phase one park pipeline. Uh, we did touch base um, on the list of parks and open spaces 
um, that we do include and incorporate in our fiscal year 24 and 25 budget. Um, and so this is a um, just a map of where those respective places are. Um, in terms of the budget methodology um, that's incorporated in, in the draft manual exercise, um, and again, was the basis of what's included in the proposed budget, um, was established based off of a level of service approach. Um, and it was, as I mentioned, across these three functional categories, engineering, landscape, and janitorial. Um, and I'll go into this in further detail, but the levels of service were defined um, from a base level of service, meaning what's, what's the baseline recommendation of maintenance, um, what a high level of service, meaning um, there's recommendations uh, to um, have an even more um, intense uh, uh, maintenance, um, depending on the frequency of use. Um, and then in some low traffic areas or areas that are not um, readily uh, available to the public, um, it might be recommended that that's a, a lower level of service, um, meaning there's not a lot of um, frequent intervention that's needed in terms of maintenance. Uh, again, to describe your know, levels of service approach because of the varying scales and programs and facilities in the future park system, um, it was really established on a park by park basis. Um, again, the base level of service is default for most parks and describes what a standard maintenance protocol would be. High level of service um, included additional or more frequent required tasks. And then lastly, a low level of service is what's needed on a less frequent basis. Um, these levels of service uh, and the budgets tied to them were based off of a more granular approach called a, and, and a creation of what we're calling frequency schedules for each park. So each park was evaluated um, and a frequency schedule was created for a subset of tasks that needed to be done on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or an annual basis. And uh, the frequency schedules um, in addition to being informed by a level of service, would also allow a framework to create future staffing models um, to really optimize future staff and attach correct budget allocations to those frequency schedules, again, on a park-by-park -park basis, which then can be adapted over time based off of the observation um, of the implementation of those tasks. Uh, so this is a, a, um, an example of a level of service approach uh, for um, engineering. Um, there's also a landscape uh, matrix as well as um, a uh, janitorial matrix um, that uh, aligns various tasks of whether it's a baseline level of service, whether it requires a high level of service, whether it requires a low level of service. And so this is just a, um, an example of what was included as part of this exercise on slides seven, eight, and nine. And I won't go through every bullet, but uh, just wanted to show you what, you know, the illustrative approach uh, to this uh, exercise. Um, 
Slide 10 uh, shows you an example of a frequency schedule, um, and this is using Hilltop West um, of, the, uh, of a park. And it's, again, you'll see this is an engineering frequency schedule. So um, the left-handmost column describes um, certain tasks uh, for, you know, pavement inspections, hardscape inspections, repairs, um, and through these best practices interviews with uh, with uh, the Rec and Park Department, um, as well as this, the studies that, uh, in collaboration with MJM and CMG, there was a sort of defined daily, weekly, um, annual approach. Um, as I mentioned, in addition to levels of service, uh, there was uh, a collaboration with um, and and comparison with other San Francisco parks, um, including parks in Mission Bay, as well as the Urbana Gardens. Um, engineering, landscape, and janitorial, as mentioned, as fun functional uh, areas were included in the budget, but also um, a focus on the utility and equipment costs as well. Um, furthermore, materials and supplies, various contractual services, uh, fire life safety testing that's required, um, utilities, um, overall management, and a, a line item for contingency were uh, more of the detailed components of each, each budget. Uh, and on uh, slides 13 and 14, again, using Hilltop West as an example, You'll see um, under each category, under the ONM budget, um, certain line items that were assumed to be needed uh, to be able to obtain a certain uh, level of service. So you'll see certain components under materials and supplies, certain contractual services were assumed um, for landscape and janitorial, um, as, well, as well as other life. Uh, fire, life, and safety requirements, and additional services such as pest control, electrical, stone, plumbing, um, steam cleaning were also assumed in addition to utility costs and management fees. And so this is um, a snapshot of the detail behind each park um, as part of this exercise. Um, and slide 15 shows you sort of a rolled up budget for each um, park and open space area on YBI and TI expected in phase one and future phases. And so um, given that this study was done in 2020, um, it was obviously based on 2020 costs. So from a budget standpoint, uh, we pulled the fiscal year 24 escalated costs um, from this, this study. And um, that is the basis of our proposal included in the overall TITAM budget um, shown on slide 16. Uh, so that is the, the, oh, actually, sorry, slide 17 is one of the ongoing work um, that we're continuing to do. Uh, so as a reminder, TIDA and TACD have met to review the schedule of completion for parks um, in the 2023, so current day, to fiscal year 25, uh, in order to include that in our proposed budget. 
um, tight end TAC reviewed the scope of the operations and maintenance manual, given that that is the basis of what we're including in our budget. Um, and, and where applicable, we pulled uh, those respective parks uh, that are coming online um, to be included in our budget. Uh, Titus staff is currently reviewing frequency schedules uh, for the first park, which is Dog Park, uh, to be able to refine the suite of tasks um, and where applicable to revise any of the daily, weekly, or monthly tasks um, as needed. Uh, staff is continuing to engage with Rubicon uh, to review a subset of landscape tasks um, included in the frequency schedule for Dog Park. Um, that is eligible under Rubicon's uh, uh, DDA right of first offer or the ROFO process. Um, we're also evaluating with TICD certain maintenance scopes um, related to stormwater management that's likely uh, recoverable under the homeowners association in order to appropriately bifurcate and recover those costs from the HOA. And lastly, um, our budget also assumes um, our intention to engage with a consultant to lead a more comprehensive planning effort for parks and open space um, maintenance, and we're planning to do that in the next fiscal year. So that actually concludes my presentation, um, and I'm happy to answer happy to answer any questions. Um, and also wanted to. Um, um, make folks aware that Peter Somerville on Titus staff is also here uh, who worked on this study to, to answer any questions as well. Thank oh. you, Jamie. <laughs> yes, I, we can. Oh, Faye, I think you're on mute. You're on mute. Hi, can I, can you hear me now? Thank yes. you. Very yeah, much. we can hear Yes. Um, for that um, synopsis of some of the discussions that we've had on the landscape um, maintenance and management. Um, if I recall the presentation on this, which has been some time ago, um, it was a very high level uh, presentation that we had. Um, and I would like to have the opportunity to look at that manual or that um, is it, would you call it a manual? Is that um, uh, what was developed? Um, if it's possible for me to, and the board members to get a copy or tell us where the link is so that we can um, look at it more carefully. But my memory of it was that it was a very high level plan. And what we don't have is actually a plan to implement it. You know, like what are the steps required who will staff um, the, the uh, and in fact, we, I, I'm not sure that we've even come to what the staffing and organizational structure will be. Um, certainly there can be contractual relationships with um, groups like Rubicon and which I support to do certain maintenance um, and landscaping duties. But I think that it's really important for Tida to have somebody who's really in charge of sort of the overall horticultural and welfare of the parks that are coming on board. It's just really important because these are, we're spending a lot of money to build these parks. We just have to make sure we've got the right 
structure, the right staffing, the right oversight to maintain these parts in, in the best of all possible manners. And I've often said that the first two years um, of a new park, new plantings, new trees, it's so important to um, keep track of those and to uh, make sure that they thrive. Um, and those first two years will actually make it easier for the next 20 years. So um, there's questions that I have about, well, are there, do we have a formalized acceptance process for all the landscape um, you know, attributes? Have we done soil testing to assure that the delivered soil adhere to the specifications? Um, have we verified the irrigation system's functionality? And I understand when we put in the stormwater gardens this year that the irrigation was not right and they were being overwatered. Um, thankfully, I think um, the landscape architects came and noted that. And so it was adjusted. But right now, the care of these gardens are in the hands of contractors. You froze. you froze, Faye. Faye? Is Faye, we lost her? Oh. Yeah, it looks like we've, we've lost her for the moment. And Faye? Uh, Director Richardson, do you want to yes. uh, manage uh, comment and yes. questions while we wait for Fader? Oh, Faye, are you back? You're you're muted, I believe. Hello, I'm yes. sorry. I was talking away, and I guess uh, some of that was muted. I don't know when what you heard, but basically, in summary of my concerns, is that I I we need to know what the staffing structure is going to be like. We need the implementation plan step by step. Um, we need to discuss what the organized structure is. Is it a non, will there be a nonprofit conservancy or a trust or will it be part of the city's department of parts and recs or is it a um, contractual relationship that we have with parts and rec to help with some of the horticultural um, uh, requirements. Are we going to have uh, training of the staff? Um, uh, because we can contract with contractors, we can contract with other groups like Ubicon, but we have to make sure that they're trained to be able to take care of our um, plantings in the way that they need to be um, to, to ensure long-term viability. Um, so I, I'm glad to see that there's going to be some um, funds for us to be able to look carefully um, to, to have to guide us, you know, on some of these questions. Um, and I'd like to have that start as soon as possible. I know that we had the money in the budget for this year's budget. We did not use it. And so I want to make sure that we get that um, underway in some manner, uh, whether that's um, together with CMG, who was contracted before to do this, or um, in another manner. Uh, so um, 
the other question that I have is that our budget for next year is one point. Oh, is it one point eight million for the? We'll get into that in the budget discussion. Mm -hmm. But what is the number in there that we have for landscape um, and? Uh, the overall parks and open space budget is 1.5 million, um, and and um, I can talk about the change from the 1.8 to the 1.5. But of the 1.5 um, budget, 1. Point, I believe 1.2 or slightly above 1.2 million of that um, is tied directly uh, to the parks and open space um budget for for direct maintenance on the parks coming online in 2024 um and the other um capacity up to the 1.5 is for things like consulting costs uh related to the questions that you just mentioned okay um so um when will we be able to discuss this again in more detail um will we do it i, I hope that we are on this every month since we're having the parks come on board, the first one in July with the dog park. Hopefully that'll be a little bit easier to maintain horticulturally. Um, but we have then the hilltop parks and then the statewide parks right afterwards. And it includes not only the landscape maintenance, it's going to include the art maintenance as well, which will have its own separate uh, budget, but all of that we need to consider who's going to do it. Do we have the right staffing um, for that oversight? Or is it something that we're going to have to contract out? It's something that we have to build uh, uh, to, to make sure that it's properly, um, properly conducted. So those are my comments for now. And um, okay. I hope that the board and the staff and Bob will work with me and really looking carefully at this item because it is, um, we're receiving the parts now and we have to make sure that they're properly managed. We, we have such a responsibility for stewardship and we need to take that responsibility very seriously. So thank you. Um, and I'll open it up to other, other directors. Yes, yes, please. I have my hands up. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I, you know, um, Damien, thank you for that uh, presentation. I just wanted to echo very clearly, succinctly, what um, Commissioner Shen's uh, statements. We've had this agenda, this item. It, it is part of the overall, a significant part, if I can qualify that, of the overall development of Treasure Island. We've gone all over the country, all over the world, to look at successful models. There are successful models in the East Coast of the United States. We were in New York and we saw the best of the best of the academic institutions from the parks in New York. There are successful models, even in the Bay Area, and we also know in Canada, the framework that you alluded to uh, yeah, it's uh, very comprehensive, and I remember that we had the high-level discussion. And so the way that you broke it down actually is what we expected, the engineering, the landscape janitorial. However, there is a preamble to everything. Everything that you've outlined, we need the management 
the implementation is basically what is missing and we cannot go anywhere. We cannot continue to talk about what the type of management is going to be, the expectations. We can't. So what I would like to suggest, if this is 2023, is that we put a timeline for a comprehensive decision on the management of the parks because we know in a few months, some of the parts are going to be online. If we do not have a structure for that, all of this stuff that you mentioned, the follow-up, the contact, the making sure it's not going to happen. I would also like to put on the infrastructure committee agenda on the infrastructure regarding the parks. Because even right now, we know that all these parts are going to be coming online, but how are they going to be coming online? Do we, how, what about the uh, infrastructure? What is the timeline? What did you schedule for that? How are we going to anticipate that? Well, all the questions that I'm posing, and there are a lot of them, those are the questions that the management of structure for the parts will be also helping us to move you know, forward. We know that the director, it's, you know, your hands are full with the development is still ongoing, the infrastructure, negotiating, doing all kinds of stuff. However, I would like to have a commitment that the management structure is going to be an agenda item at all times. We need to resolve this before um, this, this year. So. Those are just my comments. There are a host of questions that I would like to ask again, but they are going to be relevant unless we address the, um, the, the management structure because my questions actually pertain if we have someone in place or a structure in place, I will be directing my questions and be given directives. And right now we don't have that. So those are my comments. So if Mr. Beck can um, answer that, again, a timeline is what I'm asking for. Thank you. Um, thank you, Wanda. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, Mike? Oh, actually, Jeanette? Yes. Oh. Um, okay, Jeanette has a, I don't, I can't see who has okay. a hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not clear how to, to, um, to put my hand up, I put my hand up in the chat, but um, so not sure how best to butt in. Um, yeah, as a as a new person on on the the board and and seeing the presentation, um, I had a lot of questions, the same questions that Faye and um, Linda had, and particularly around the governance structure, um, the staffing structure, um, implementation, who's who's in charge, how are we doing this? It. It was really unclear from that. So I'm hoping that the manual um, that you are gonna be mailing out to us so we could get a, a clear idea of that. It it sounds like maybe that hasn't been worked out and it does seem really, really important um, to get that worked out as soon as possible given these parks are coming online and particularly um, a governance structure. And as Faye mentioned, the stewardship of these places, this is really important to have a comprehensive and cohesive um, park system on the island. I mean, it's 300 acres of parkland. Golden Gate Park is a thousand acres. So this is not trivial, um, not a trivial amount of space to be maintaining and managing and having oversight over. So 
I have more questions than um than um than I care to right now, and I'm looking forward to reading the manual. So I just um want to reiterate Faye and and Linda, and really look forward to um to digging into this a little bit more um as we move forward, or much more as we move forward. So thank you. Thank you, Jeanette, for that. Um, let's see, Mike, and then Lashandra. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to make an observation. You know, there's like a, a saying that when men make plans, God laughs. Um, and so these are great plans. I think uh, it seems the, the detail is, you know, pretty good. But what happens when we have like an emergency, a flood, us being in the middle of water? Um, do we, is there some sort of backup plan when the plans don't work? So just generally, a uh, general question. And I think I can, you know, take an answer through Bob or something. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's have LaShondra um, have her question and then Bob can answer um, in general to the comments that have been made. Yes, LaShondra. So I have several questions myself and, but I'll narrow it down to just a few. And it sounds like the issue is staff. Well, first off, when is the first line, the first part coming online? It's um, it's July. It's the dog part, and that'll be the first one, and that'll be twenty twenty three. And then, is there a schedule for what when the other the others are going to come online? There have been several schedules that have been presented. Um, I I think it would be good for us to um to renew our acquaintance with those schedules. They are moving targets, but that would be good for staff to send out you know, what are the expected timelines for? Uh, and so I think that's a good idea too. And it seems like it's a level of service and frequency specifically for each park. Am I correct, Jamie? That's how is, are these trainable components? Just like we have the construction training program, can we implement the maintenance, the park maintenance training program? And that will begin to give us an idea of how we want to structure it, I guess, because it seems like that's the main thing. We don't have the staff. These parks are coming online, but we have this whole manual. So is there a training component that we can utilize? And um, yeah, I'd like to see it. So I'm in agreement with everyone else. I'd like to see it also, yeah. just to have a look, because you're right, Faye, it was really comprehensive the last meeting. And as I was listening to Jamie, I was trying to think back. So I think it would be good for us to revisit this, the meet, the last meeting and the manual. Thank you. Thank you, LaChandra. Um, let's see, anybody else? I think that's it. So Bob, um, if you have any summary comments or Jamie, um, we can do that. Uh, and, and then we will open it up to public comments. Yeah. Yeah. No, as, as we've discussed it at some of our recent meetings of the title board, um, this is a, a will be a central challenge for us in 2023 is to uh, address these questions around the the operation and maintenance of the parks and to plan for um, for for these elements. Um, today, you know, presentation was uh, intended to recap some of the work that had been done uh, to inform 
the uh, the budget uh, that we're, we're bringing for approval today, but the questions of governance um, and uh, uh, staffing and and all the other questions were outlined that were outlined are um, things that we we do need to address over the the course of the next six months and the next year. Um, and we intend to regularly bring elements of that conversation to the board and to the, to the various committees of the board for uh, consideration and evaluation. So we'll, we'll continue to work on that as we move forward. Um, uh, this one, one item that, that Lashandra mentioned was the question of, of training um, and uh, there, there is a, a training element built into the plans for the uh, landscape maintenance on the island. Uh, Rubicon uh, Landscaping is is a member agency under One Treasure Island that that uh, specializes in training uh, formerly homeless individuals to work in the in landscape related fields and. Uh, they have, as Jamie alluded to in her comments, a right of first offer uh, to uh, participate in, in landscaping services on the island. Um, the, uh, 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 there, there will be skills and, and services necessary to, to operate and maintain the, the, the parks uh, on the island that go beyond uh, the services that uh, um, Rubicon Enterprise Rubicon can provide, and so part of our evaluation will be to how to um, uh, structure the overall main maintenance services program and, and effort, and uh, how to integrate uh, the role that Rubicon and their workforce employment uh, and landscape maintenance services might have in, in a larger um, in a larger program and, and real scope of services. But uh, we, we will uh, at the February ITC and at subsequent meetings of, of the board um, be biting off uh, portions of, of this uh, evaluate this discussion uh, for, for focused discussions with the board, as well as uh, we've, we've discussed uh, having a, uh, a workshop or retreat with, with similarly situated agencies uh, to, to gain from their knowledge. And uh, so we'll also be working on planning efforts for, for that type of an event. Great, thank you. Um, are there any public, public comments, Kate? Yes, there is one public comment. Okay, I'll That's open the line. Go ahead. Hi there, I just had uh, two questions. Uh, will the virtual construction meetings be continuing in 2023? And then the second one is relating to the parks. We currently have, as residents, we have access to the skate park, basketball courts, tennis courts, the wall ball, soccer, baseball, are all those going to be included in the future plans? Thank you. Um, yes, Bob, would you like to respond to that in short form? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the developer 
that hosts the construction meetings, they, they are intending to resume those uh, in, in with a meeting in March. Um, and I believe that initially will be virtual, but I believe they're, they're planning to return in in-person meetings for the community as well. Um, in the near term, uh, our current fields and uh, facilities, including the skate park and the uh, tennis courts are expected to be preserved and, and, uh, and continue into the, the, the foreseeable future. Um, where many of those facilities are located is uh, a future 20 plus acre uh, recreation area. Um, that will be in the fourth major phase of development. And um, there, there will be uh, at the time that, that that recreation field is, or that recreation area is fully developed, there will be a public process to discuss and evaluate what, what are the most appropriate uh, recreation facilities um, and to have on the island. If we'd, if we'd locked that in, in 2011, with the original plan, uh, some things like pickleball would have would have never been considered. So, we don't want to program the, the fields too early, um, but uh, there will definitely be a public process to make sure that that the uh, the fields that are provided provide a cross section of the type of activities that residents of the island will want to engage in. Great, thank you, Bob. Um, any other comments, Kate? <laughs> If not, we can go to the next item. There's no other public comment. All right, so next item, please. Item number 10, resolution approving the budget submittal of the Treasure Island Development Authority for fiscal year 2023 through 24 and fiscal year 2024 through 25 to the mayor's budget office and authorizing the Treasure Island director to enter into work orders for service with other city departments, professional service contracts and agreements with service providers. And uh, Jamie will uh, uh, present on the budget again. Great. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, can folks see this presentation? Yes. Great. Thank you. Uh, so item number 10 um, is resolution uh, for this board to approve the budget submittal of TIDA's um, the Treasury Island Development Authority's fiscal year 24 and 25 to your budget, um, as well as authorize uh, the Treasury Island Director to enter into work orders for service contracts and agreements with service providers in order to um, execute um, anything included in this budget. Um, as uh, many of you have seen, though this will be new to Director Howard, um, this is a budget timeline uh, for when uh, the, the city's overall departmental budgets um, are reviewed by their respective commissions um, and boards. Uh, so we, we brought forward a draft um, introduction uh, to the budget um, in December uh, uh, to, to talk about the mayor's uh, budget directions. Uh, we presented a draft, actually, hold on a second. Let me make sure this is the right presentation. <laughs> this looks like an old one. Hold on just a second. Let me confirm. 
I have the right one pulled up for you. Yes, okay. Let's try that one. Hello. Were you the new director, Janetra uh, Howard? Do you have a, a copy of this? Of the of the, the budget, I'm just. Yeah. It was in the it was in the documents provided for this meeting, correct? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And apologies for the interruption. I think I do have the correct one opened up. But um, as a reminder, we brought forth a, a draft of the Tida budget. Uh, to the board on January um, 11th, uh, and we are bringing it back uh, to the board today for final adoption. It's required um, that our that our board be taken to public hearings twice before being approved. Um, and then in mid-February, um, TIDA is part of the city administrator's uh, umbrella. So we include our budget as the overall city administrator's budget submittal to the mayor's budget office in mid-February. Um, the budget is then uh, uh, published on the controller's office website in March. Um, and um, by June 1st, the mayor's budget office publishes their two-year budget, which includes um, our budget as well as all other departmental budgets. Um, and then budget and finance committee hearings at the board of supervisors levels convene um, through June um, in anticipation of a July uh, 1st um, proposed budget, um, adopted budget by the Board of Supervisors um, for the next fiscal year. Um, as a recap, the mayor's budget um, instructions that were shared with the departments on December 15th projected a $728 million deficit over the next two fiscal years. Um, in order to balance the citywide budget, the mayor's office um, asked general fund supported departments to reduce their budgets by 5% in fiscal year 24 and another 3%, so a total 8% in fiscal year 25. Um, just still focus on her priorities of economic recovery, clean and safe streets, homelessness, and mental health. Um, as a reminder to this board, um, TIDA is a non-general fund department and is um, and therefore non-general fund departments are being directed to balance within their own revenue projections. Uh, and this is uh, the proposed budget for you does that. Um, and in addition, um, again, as part of the city administrators overall um, budget directives, the, the, in, the intent was to focus on resolving chronic operational issues and the ongoing effort to stabilize the city administrators core service delivery. Uh, the budget proposal before you um, is for two fiscal years. Um, fiscal year 23 and 24 is approximately 46.9 million. Uh, fiscal year 24 25 is approximately 49.3. Um, uh, again, to remind uh, the board members, the budget is formatted across three areas. Uh, one is called the authority cost budget. Uh, this is the direct budget that helps um, uh, TIDA um, operate itself as a department to oversee the development. Uh, the second is a city cost budget. These are direct development costs um, in support of the ongoing uh, development work. Um, they, these costs are incurred by TIDA and directly offset 
um, by a reimbursement from PICD, the master developer. And then the third is the subsidy budget. Um, these are a subset of costs that are incurred but payable through subsidy um, revenues uh, that are pursuant to a subsidy category um, chapter, sorry, in the DDA. Uh, the budget obviously establishes a ceiling for expenditure authority. Um, and, and historically, TIDA has never spent up to its full um, appropriated um, budget. Uh, and we typically underexpend. So, for example, in fiscal year 22, our total expenditures were 6.7 million, or approximately 25% under the appropriated budget level um, compared to what was adopted. On slide five, um, it further explains why TIDA's budget is uh, is framed and and formatted um, across these three functional areas. Uh, again, nine, section 19.6 of our DDA discusses a shortfall in authority costs, meaning to the extent uh, TIDA's revenues do not cover its authority cost budget, uh, there is a, a provision that allows TIDA to seek reimbursement directly from TIC to make our authority cost shortfall whole. Um, section 19.8 of the uh, DDA speaks to the city cost budget um, and establishes a, a process in which uh, TIDA uh, incorporates these costs in our budget, pays various um, consultants as well as departments via work order um, that implement uh, the development project. Um, and by incurring those costs, we then turn around and seek um, reimbursement from uh, the developer through a city cost payment process, which is why these two components are, are discrete in our budget. Uh, section 19.2 describes a process in which we establish the authority cost budget um, and the annual budget process itself. Uh, because we have um, these provisions uh, with the master developer TICD, um, it does require us to share our annual budget um, in draft form with TICD to review and comment um, and for them to provide um, any feedback and request any you know, meetings to discuss um, certain sections of the budget. Um, for background, we had shared a, a January draft with TICD, um, and they did have um, a list of, of concerns and issues they wanted to point out to us, which they did, uh, they did formally submit um, via a letter. Um, we were aware of those concerns, and we um, had the opportunity to discuss and address uh, some of those concerns and make appropriate adjustments in the budget that is before the board today. So um, any of the changes that um, are observed between the January version that was shared at the January 11th meeting versus the version that was shared with you as part of this board packet, we believe largely address uh, TICD's uh, list of concerns. Uh, this is a high level snapshot of all of the revenue components of the proposed budget for fiscal year 24. Um, you can also refer to exhibit B um, that goes into more detail as to each um, revenue component. Slide eight uh, discusses the 
um, or gives you an overview of the um, expenditure budget um, across the authority cost, city cost, and subsidy budget categories. The exhibit C that's included in your packet also provides additional detail here. Um, as we've shared in prior budget presentations with this board, um, anticipated budget growth for fiscal year 24 uh, is largely tied to an increase in the developer housing subsidy amount uh, to support future affordable housing development. Um, uh, in addition, uh, based off of our previous comment um, item, uh, we have an increase in parks maintenance for the newly completed parks. And there's also um, a line item that is new, uh, I should say increased for transitional housing related fees and costs um, as part of implementing our transitional housing rules and regulations um, plan. And uh, this also includes a commitment to the West Side Bridges uh, project providing um, Titus funds serving as local match to leverage um, additional state and federal grants. And the budget continues to support increased work by implementing agencies like Public Works, as well as the SFPUC um, and any additional city agencies um, and consulting professional services uh, contracts that are needed um, in support of the development program. Uh, some of those contractual services that are included in our budget um, are related to as-needed engineering services, uh, transitional housing advisory services, um, various task force and management uh, program management support if needed, uh, environmental assessments and planning studies, and again, the park planning operations support as related to our previous item. Uh, the budget continues to support a menu of um, community serving programs, including um, those that are operated under One Treasure Island, uh, the YMCA, uh, Boys and Girls Club, Camp Mendocino Summer Program, um, various after school and on island summer youth programs, uh, child care uh, facility maintenance and operating subsidy, um, a clinic um, supported by the Department of Public Health and various DPH services, as well as traffic management for um, specific on-island events. Uh, this is just a recap of the parks and open space budget that you saw on your previous item. Um, you'll see the first column here for fiscal year 24 is 1.2 million. And this is the, um, the, the majority share of what's included in the overall parks and open space um, subsidy budget, um, which is set at 1.5 million this year, and it's entirely payable under the DDA subsidy for parks and open space. Um, as a reminder of where we are in this budget, so here we are on February 8th uh, for this board's approval. Um, shortly after this date, it will, uh, we, TIDA will work with the city administrator's office to review um, any questions they may have. Uh, and submit the budget um, as part of the, the city administrator's overall budget submittal to the mayor's budget office. Um, again, an effort uh, to eventually uh, publish the budget and share it with the board of supervisors for their review and approval ahead of the July 1st fiscal year start. And that is all I have for you. I'm happy to answer any questions related to the budget. Um, and uh, 
you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. You're always very thorough in your presentations and we appreciate it, especially, you know, the budget is a very complicated process. Um, I um, have two questions, but maybe I'll let um, the other board members go first. So if I see, um, Mark, you have your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I had noticed there seems to be you know, a disagreement between TICD and us as far as the budget goes. Has, has that been resolved? It, it seems, you know, it, it seems essential to have that resolved before we go forward. Yeah, the, the majority of the concerns that uh, they raised with us are, are reflected in the, it, have been addressed in the draft budget that we circulated last Friday. Um, there, there are a couple of areas uh, where we, we have uh, uh, some we don't see entirely eye to eye, but um, we, we think that the costs that are in our budget are consistent with the DDA and appropriate. But if, if they agree or go along, does that raise some complications with our budget? Um, the the DDA does not uh, give TICD uh, approval authority over our budget. Um, the way that it was it was drafted and negotiated negotiated preserves the the ultimate discretion for the the TIDA board and board of supervisors to uh, to adopt uh, the budget that as 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 deemed appropriate. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And and I would just say that, um, yes, I've heard from TICD and I think that their concerns have been mostly addressed. Um, there's one item uh, which is, uh, they understand that there may be a disagreement, but it doesn't affect our budget this year, so. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Question? Yes, Linda, go ahead. Yeah, thank you, uh, Jimmy. And I just wanted to, you know, gone through the budget so many times and just where we left off. And I'm glad that Commissioner uh, Chang and Dunlop addressed the CITD uh, concerns. Even though we are bound by the DDA, uh, TIDA has an obligation. You know, our project is a public-private partnership. And so it, us here, are representing the city, but we also have to be cognizant of our development partners and to engage with them appropriately. And um, also recognizing the economic conditions that everyone is facing right now, especially uh, developing the areas of development uh, in San Francisco. I mean, we are on, on like any other time is highly unsettling and we don't know where we are going. Uh, we do have an obligation to keep everything afloat while we determine and try to navigate uh, the turbulence um, economic conditions. Our DDA, although stringent and very specific in some areas, uh, does give us also some flexibility uh, in managing a very complex of projects. We know that given the time cycle of projects like ours, 
that span decades, they are going to be economic conditions. And so we have the expertise and the will it all to make sure that we can adapt, first of all, to recognize those and then to try to adapt to those conditions. Uh, it's a given in the, in the time of cycles. And there are so many you know, models of projects that we really uh, need to do that. Uh, in terms of transportation, we know that regardless of what it is, says, the ferry transportation, we still have not been able to resolve that. And the a development partner is shouldering that burden to try to keep things going. It is something that we need to stress. It's part, you know, everything is connected. And so that without the funds that were put forward, again, to make sure that we build the ferry and we keep that going. And right now there are issues, a lot of issues to be resolved as to, okay, now what is gonna happen in two, three or four, five years? And definitely that money is also coming from, you know, from somewhere. I'm glad that this budget reflects our commitment to one treasure island. Uh, one of the things that we do very well here and even exceed, and thanks to the Bob Beck, the director, you know, putting this a high priority is that the well-being of we're trying to to what we're what we're building, and also ensuring that the resident of Treasure Island and resident of San Francisco are also are being trained and providing them with workforce a development authority. In fact, I would love for us to uh, double some of the funds because this program to work very well, they help us to train and position our residents and low income and very poor people in San Francisco, again, to, to gain skill that they can adapt into better their lives. And so we're just not building, you know, we are doing that. And I wanna thank Tyler, again, all the members are supporting this and we continue to do that. Jimmy, at some point I ask, I would like to, for us, because the the housing, TTHNRs, uh, traditional housing, started in 2011. I know that we have committed a lot of funds. At some point, we need to know how much TIDA has spent. It's part of our budget, okay? It's gonna come up somewhere. It's as we are going to ask for that. And so it's something I'd like for you to, you know, put that we would like to have, you know, at some point. And lastly, I look at the budget. Um, the previous agenda has to do with parks and maintenance. I, going along, however, I still, there's a, a lot of questions. Do we have enough money in the budget in order for us to cover what we were trying to put in place? And this budget, because of the questions yet, um, answer it, okay. cannot give me an iffy, you know, with regards to the parks and the maintenance. So that, that's all I have. I, and again, uh, I did have questions about the obligations to the city department, you know, the, the engineering and how much are we going to be paying them and all the others, but I would defer those questions now. I saw how you address those in the, you know, in the budget. But again, lastly, 
the parks and the maintenance, I think we really need to get serious about putting uh, the structures in place. So again, thank you for your presentation. Okay, thank you, Linda. Um, yes, Lashandra, go ahead. Uh, you're muted. Um, I wanted to ask about the daycare, actually. Is the daycare operating at full capacity? Bob, did you want to? Yeah, sorry, I was I was unmuting myself. Um, the 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 childcare is not at their licensed capacity. Um, they have been struggling um, coming out of COVID with uh, recruiting and retraining staff, which has kept them from uh, meeting their full capacity. So they do currently have a wait list of uh, people. Uh, uh, seeking uh, slots uh, there and where we are in dialogue with them to see um, how they can uh, address the re recruiting and retention issues so that they can increase the capacity of, of the facility to, to, to closer, closer mat align with its licensed capacity. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, Jeanette, did you have any, I know this is new, <laughs> it's your first meeting, um, but did you have any questions or comments? I don't right now, thank you very much. Thank you, Jeanette. Um, I, I have an overall question and I'm glad that Charles is here um, because Charles was so much involved in the negotiations, you know, um, over uh, the development agreement that we have with the private um, developers. Um, and, and that question is, you know, I, the reason why we are doing this project, Treasure Island, um, and in partnership with the private developer, the private developer will build housing, but it's mostly market rate housing with some inclusionary provisions. For us, what does the city get out of it? What we get out of it is, first of all, the transportation, the public transportation that we can, you know, create for linkages to the Bay Area and to San Francisco. It is for the affordable housing. And I'm so glad that we have have was completed our first affordable housing project on the island. We've started our second and we are going to have a great dedication ceremony, you know, for that affordable housing um, later on this the, uh, a few months from now. Um, and then the third is really for public parks and the open space that we're creating um, and the art that will be in that in those parks. That's part of the public realm. Um, and and the and that's the reason why we are engaged for these benefits to come to the city. Um, we have to make sure that as we give the development rights to the public developer, that we get in turn enough money to do and to finish these public um, amenities, these public goods. Um, that's the reason why we're in this. And so my question to Bob and to Jamie and particularly you, Charles, is this notion of subsidy. It was subsidies that were set aside um, for the, uh, it's a macro concern, you know, for, for transportation and affordable housing and, and for, um, you know, the parks. But what I'm, what concerns me at the, you know, at the back of my, my head 
What concerns me is, do we have enough subsidies to finish the public goods? And of course, that is dependent on how successful Treasure Island TICD is. Yeah. They're not through their development yet. Um, but um, we spend down those subsidy dollars on an annual basis, but we, I don't know whether there's sufficient in the future to be able to afford you know, finishing the benefits that really are part of this bargain. So, Charles, could you give a sage uh, yeah. <laughs> summary and oversight yeah. on that? Thank you. That That's an excellent question. I mean, the reality is that, you know, this is an extremely complex and uh, long and challenging and expensive project. And um, I'm really proud of the work that this board and the staff have done to bring it to the point at which it's at. And if you go out to the island today, you'll see all the work that's going on and it's quite incredible. Um, we are having some challenges like all developers are having right now in San Francisco. We know the economic climate, we know construction costs are through the roof. So there are some challenges there. And it is true that the money is not unlimited. We have to live within our means. So some of the things that we hope for if we have to delay, you know, for example, the, the, the developers required to provide a certain housing subsidy, but we also get a certain percentage of the tax increment to do our affordable housing. So we always sort of anticipated that the affordable housing would drag behind some of the market rate housing. Um, actually, what has happened to date so far is because our city partners particularly at the Mayor's Office of Housing and now with the Department of Public Health, they're putting in some non-project revenues to help jumpstart some of that affordable housing. And then we also have, for example, the CTA that's gone out and gotten a lot of federal and state grant money to do a lot of the RAMS projects. So our funding is based on what we can collect from revenues, what we can collect from the developer per the terms of the DDA, and then what we can collect from outside sources. And to the extent that we don't have the money from those outside sources or we don't have the right to the money from the developer, that could result in potentially having some delays to some of the public benefits. But I think what's before you today is a project that, or a budget for the next year that uh, staff has worked really closely with TICD on and believe that it is a, a, an appropriate and strong budget. There's just a couple of areas that we're gonna continue to work with the developer on. Um, and you know that's part of our ongoing conversation with them. But it is true that you know it's hard to know what costs are going to be ten years from now. Right. And we will just need to every year go through this process, do as much as we can to identify the appropriate sources. And if we don't have the appropriate sources, that may result in delays of some of the the things that we hope to achieve at the island. But it's hard to look at what's going on and not be pretty pretty proud of what's been accomplished. That's um, true and the work that has been done and continues to be done. So yeah. I don't Thank know if that you. answers your question, but that's, that's <laughs> a snapshot of where we are. It's um, a good answer to a macro question. Um, and um, thank you for that. I, I just wanted a caution to the board. You know, um, it, it's wonderful what we've accomplished to date. Thank you to the staff and thank you to the board. Um, for your government, your your um, oversight, 
but um, just a caution that it, it's not unlimited resources. We, there's so many things we would like to do. Um, and um, I, I just want to be, for you to be aware as we go forward that we need to always keep at the forefront, you know, the, the public transportation, the affordable housing, the parks and open space, the public realm. Um, those are the important things and, uh, and not to forget that. Um, so we, we shouldn't spend needlessly. Um, we're also not a social service agency for the Treasure Island as whole. Treasure Island is part of the city and whatever social services the Treasure Island residents need, it should be part of what the city provides. Um, that, that's, you know, my philosophy, maybe others, you know, um, don't believe that's the case, but we are in fact a part of the city. And so um, I, I want to reiterate that to the extent that we use our resources for um, everyday needs, it's going to be best that we can use for achieving the big objectives for the island. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, uh, do we have comments from the public? There is no public comment. Okay. So, um, do we, and this is, uh, do we need a motion on this or is this an action item or is it? Yeah, it's an action item. Okay. So it's an action item. So I will take a, um, a, a resolution no. and a second. Okay. Second. Okay, it's been moved and second. We will have a roll call vote. Director Sen. Aye. Director Dunlop. Aye. Director Richardson. Aye. Director Breston. Aye. Director Howard. Aye. There are five ayes. Okay, so the ayes have it. Thank you. Go. Go with it, Jamie, <laughs> to the mayor's office, and so, uh, we can get through the process uh, through through Jean. Thank you, thank you all. Okay, next item. Sure. Yes, <laughs> item number eleven: discussion of future agenda items by directors. So, um, directors, any items to bring up? Yes. Yes, please. Yes. I think earlier there were certain things that um, we mentioned. I would like um, future agenda and then again for the ITC, for the parks, uh, you know, maintenance. I think the director took some notes. So just some of those things that uh, we suggested. Okay, noted. Any other items? Um, I'd like to keep uh, the child care situation on the radar. I'm feeling like it's something that we need to discuss in the future because the child care plays a vital role in the community and it will also affect the current, the coming residents. So I'd like to see this develop more positively. It's a service that's needed. And if we can help the situation, I think we should. Thank you. Any other items? Okay. So hearing none, are there any public comments on this item? There is no public comment. So then the next um, the next thing is adjournment. Before we adjourn, yes. I, you know, you had earlier, Charles, Mr. Sullivan, uh, thank you so much for 
your dedication, exemplary service to the city and county of San Francisco. I know probably more than anyone of this commission. I've had um, long time, you know, working uh, with you in your capacity as, um, you know, deputy city attorney. And so I would love to adjourn this meeting to honor your golden retirement and you look so young. I don't know what you're going to be doing with all that time, but hey, <laughs> do us a call with, you know, this detail project. We'd like to hear from you and we wish you well uh, in all your future endeavors. So uh, commissioners, please, um, with your permission, I would like to ask that we adjourn this meeting to honor Mr. Charles Sullivan uh, retirement and thank him abundantly for all his contributions, not just to Tida, but to the city and County of San Francisco. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. So thank sure. you, Charles, again. Well, well said, Linda. Thank you. Yes. Um, so um, I, I thank you. Okay. And, um, we will be seeing each other in person for the first time in almost two years next month. Amazing. Almost three years. Three years has it been. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my hair's turned gray during that time. Mind you. So uh, great. We'll see I've you lost my hair. <laughs> yeah. Watch us at City Hall. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.